0: I'm Kimberly C. Paul. Today we talk with Steve Bond. He's a writer, a creative person, and a son who lost his mom to cancer. Now Steve is trying to change the healthcare message by making it about the personal story through his new business, Personify Health. How do we become the architect of our own destiny? Throughout two decades of working with the dying, I think I've discovered the secrets to dying well in America. We must learn to build the pathways to our last chapter, to create the blueprints that reflects our individual lives and values. Knowledge is power, and if we desire a death that reflects our life, we must become the designer. So first, I just want to say thanks for coming on. I I think you're the third person locally that I'm looking at face-to-face in my own hometown of Wilmington, North Carolina, just to come talk a little bit about healthcare and what changes that we're all seeing when it comes to that. But but tell me a little bit about how you became... CEO of Bond Marketing Brand Agency and how that road has shifted into a new business. Talk to me a little bit about that.
1: Thank you for having me. Oh. I'm excited. I'm honored <laughs> to be the third local. That's, that's good. Um, yeah. So, Bonsai Marketing, I've always come from a background of stories. Uh, my mother was a writer and I got to grow up around these beautiful narratives. Um, ultimately, she went into healthcare herself. She developed a program for a community hospital in Pittsburgh And within that development, started to tell the story of that program through their communications plan. So, I was able to see that firsthand. I think that's very important to say. I was also able to candy stripe a lot because she insisted that my summers, (laughs) instead of playing Nintendo all day and stickball out in the streets, to be spent at least a few days a week down at the hospital she worked at. So, I got to meet people and kind of see what they were going through. And that was probably my... um, in hindsight, first true sense of my empathetic self, hmm. seeing life from other people's uh, perspectives. Bonsai Marketing came after a stint in journalism. Um, I followed my love of storytelling into media. And as much as I enjoyed that, I realized that if I want to start a family and uh, and do other things that I needed to kind of broaden how I was telling stories. So I began to find the narratives within businesses and the people, the personalities, kind of those visual moments that make the larger brand. And I saw that there was a whole canvas of opportunities there that were probably being overlooked. So I decided to go into these businesses and talk to them. What, you know, what really is the essence of your organization, the product, the service that's surface level. You're really not much different than your competitor. And the idea of selling on price is outdated, so why, as a consumer or as a client, should I come in and pick you? And that's where the stories begin to surface. Uh, that's bonsai. That's how that began.
0: But you also do a lot of brand.
1: We do a, a well, yeah. I, I see this all. I, I, you know, it's a little cliche, but brand to me is story. Oh, so when I say true. story, it's not necessarily in kind of the traditional sense where you sit down and you write. I see stories coming through in visuals. I see stories as experiences within the day of the, the customer and the people making that happen. So it's a bigger landscape to me, but I can see it, it gets a little murky there. And w- what the hell does he mean when he says <laughs> right. stories? So, but our idea was, what if we came in and kind of crafted these stories so they would be through words, visuals, experiences, moments, and things like that. That's really where Bonsai started. Was to make these um, businesses a little bit deeper and richer than surface level sales.
0: But even though you're in Wilmington, North Carolina, mm-hmm. you have a lot of national accounts.
1: Oh, we're, yeah, we're extremely fortunate to work with groups all over the nation and internationally. And that comes from time spent um, it, prior to Bonsai, I did work in uh, the other side of the family business, which was pharmaceutical. My father is a biostatistician. And his group does study design work and statistical work for pharma. So, As the business development director for that side of the business, um, back in an earlier day, I was able to travel and meet a lot of people and they kind of took me with them. Hmm. And when they saw that I had a power team that knew how to find the story, articulate the story, and then share it in a way that would make people actually stop and listen and want to be a part of that story – That's when we realized maybe we shouldn't just limit ourselves to pharma and life sciences. Maybe we should take this a little bit further.
0: Well, tell me a little bit about how um, Personify Health came and evolved.
1: Oh, absolutely. So it was more a product of circumstance. My wife and I, the the brains of the business, um, we were having our first child and there were some major complications. Uh, It was my son, Grayson, and he was born two months early and my wife was very sick so, they had to perform an emergency C-section. We spent quite a bit of time in NICU. She spent quite a bit of time at hospital, in the hospital post-birth. And during this time, dealing with kind of the stress of that situation, we were also trying to navigate and find a pediatrician because they were going to send us home with this <laughs> little tiny person. And in, I mean tiny. He was a little over two pounds and I could wow. hold him in the palm of my hand. Yeah. That was it, – it was – his um, umbilical cord was – as as thin as my shoelace and I have thin shoelaces. (laughs) So, yeah. So, um, so we were starting to look and see, you know, it was one of those ODM moments. We have to take this child home and care for this child. And the treatment of this child was going to be much different than what we had anticipated, you know, seven months earlier. So we started looking and what we were greeted with was we, we, there were plenty of organizations that had capabilities there were plenty of medical credentials. Um, there were plenty of uh, what I call mug shots, but, you know, the standard headshot, um, And that was great. But that was assumed on our end. As patients and, you know, soon to be patient of my son, those academics are assumed. What wasn't assumed was the heart of our provider. And as we got deeper and deeper and started meeting with organizations, it just wasn't coming through. And... Um, We realized for us to hand over this little two-pound miracle, it was going to take more than a title and credentials. We needed to see the heart and where this person was coming from, what was driving them, and we weren't getting it. And we felt lost, confused, and scared. And we realized uh, maybe we were being melodramatic because of what we had went through, but we started talking about it more. And the more we talked about it, the more we heard people who had been in similar situations In healthcare when all we know, they just wanted that emotional connection and they couldn't find it anywhere. Wow. So we said, what if we tell the stories that help those emotional connections come through?
0: And that's And then
1: is how we said personify health. That's that's what we're looking for. Wow. Yeah.
0: Recently though, you had another personal story that with your mom who sort of impacted you, you know, professionally but is sort of really making this whole Personify Health very, very personal. Tell me about your mom.
1: Absolutely. Thank you for asking. Um, First things first with my mother, she taught me everything. She was a wonderful writer and uh, I won't bore you with all the details, but she was my mentor. She uh, taught me how to articulate things in a way that uh, I otherwise wouldn't have been able to. So that is the essence of every good story. Um, She, brought me through the idea that words with uh, sincerity and meaning can make a very big difference in people's lives. Um, She taught me that the way we communicate not only can help us learn more about ourselves, but about the people around us, the world around us, can ultimately change the landscape ahead of us. And that is kind of what's driven me and what we do as a creative agency. There's always the stigma, particularly in healthcare, that you're bringing in a marketing agency. I hate it (laughs) because I know exactly what that means and how that feels. And uh, what my mother taught me was, if you do the right things, the right things will happen. Mm, I agree. Right? So, to come in and to tell a story um, of the people… Of the experiences, the visual landscapes, the moments taking place within an organization to do that in a way that makes people want to uh, connect a little bit closer. Everything else is secondary. It will build the trust. It will build the like. And yes, the C-suite will love probably the results. But you have to earn those results. And we're not earning them. So, back to my mother. I think it was just very important to preface it with, you know, because I have, you know, there have been many times where our agency as a group, and we are empaths. I mean, we really are, and where we have struggled with the ethical idea of marketing caregiving.
0: Right. Because we and don't see it that way. a lot of clinical people have issues with that. Oh,
1: well, absolutely. I have friends that I've talked to in that, in that area, in that arena of healthcare. And we have had wonderful discussions over beers and wine about this. And the more I talk to them about it, the more I realize that we're on the right side. Mm. You know, we're doing, we're doing it for the right reasons. My mother, um, she knew this well before I did. Because she worked in healthcare. She worked in the healthcare space. And actually, she, as I said earlier, started a program um, for a hospital out of Pittsburgh where they helped people with disabilities, um, basically taught them and helped them secure jobs. And she was always kind of, I I always say she was a lighted soul. Mm -hmm. Um, She had an empathy about her that kind of drew the people that needed it most. So, she developed that program and largely through just getting buy-in communicating it in a way to show its role in that community. One-on-one. One-on-one. One-on-one, writing about it, speaking to people about it, speaking to the parents of these um, individuals with disabilities, speaking to the CEOs that would place these people with, with disabilities and showing them the role in their story that these people will play.
0: Let's talk about your mom because she she had a chronic illness. hmm And so talk to me as a family member and go through that process and how did that change your, or did it change Personify Health? Because now it's very, very personal.
1: Oh, it's, it's, yeah, absolutely. Um, And if you don't mind, I'll step back about nine years when my son was born. My mother had her first diagnosis with breast cancer. It was a tough diagnosis and there was a point there my memory serves me correctly, where she was going and getting treatments at the same hospital that my son was sitting in the NICU. Oh, wow. And to see everything unfold that way where it's complete opposites. On one end, you have this young little individual who has a story to build just getting here. And on the other end, you have this individual who had such a bold, vibrant, beautiful story taking serious deep thoughts about leaving. Mm. So that was the first part that taught me what we're doing, our little role in telling those stories. It's not as important as what's unfolding within those stories. Okay. Mm. So that was, so that, that, that's a
0: great point.
1: Yeah. I put a lot of things in their perspective as a young careerist, you know, you know, and, and as an artist myself, I, that was a, that was a level set it was a level set. Um, yeah, so my mother was diagnosed nine years, uh, uh, roughly nine years ago with breast cancer. And she grew very close to her her treatment team, her provider, her oncologist was amazing. And the stories that my mother would tell about her oncologist, you would think she was talking about her sisters in mm. Pittsburgh or her friends and, and stories like, oh, she called me on holidays and we talked. And her oncologist reminded my mother of uh, my older sister, Jessica, who's also uh, a doctor, um... And it wasn't, you know, the, the capabilities or the credentials or the academic side. It was, you know, her stature, her voice, her bedside manner, the, her hobbies, they had similar discussions that my mother would have with my sister. So I saw the important role that that provider played in my mother's story. And I saw how it helped change the plot of my mother's story because my mother grew confidence. She became more trusting of that particular provider, um, and she felt like she was in the fight with someone else.
0: Well, you just felt like someone cares. Someone cares, absolutely, besides family, right? right? Now,
1: obviously, we were there by my mother's side. And she beat it. And she beat it. She went for, it was, I think it was almost eight, well, it would have been eight years. And then, most recently, the, she, it came back. Uh, the cancer came back and it had spread, and this was a year ago. And at that point, my mother was given a very short time frame. To live they told her you know four to six more well, they told us four to six months and uh it, the more they kind of took a look at the situation the worse the prognosis became and everything now, was this
0: breast cancer that came it out? was
1: breast cancer but it had spread everywhere i mean it, they it was so it was um in the brain they believe it was spinal it was throughout her entire body the point where they they were start they had started some treatment she actually went through two very aggressive rounds of treatment, and they knew that it was a long shot. And I know my mother. My mother was a brilliant woman, and she knew herself, and she knew her body, and she knew in her heart of hearts that it just this time, it was too much to overcome from a physical standpoint. From a spiritual standpoint, she went on to the next level, as strong as I've ever seen her, and that was what inspired inspired myself, and I would like to believe it inspired everyone around her. Those final months, there were two months of of really kind of her taking this journey and us coping with that and letting go. And uh, you're and to get back to your original question, sure. Uh, business, personify health, bonsai, all that stuff fell to the wayside. I did not know that what I was seeing in front of me and the moments I was having with my mother would ultimately shape my guiding principles within the business. But everything else, all, all, all the numbers of it, all the, you know, you know, what goes along with running a business, it was meaningless. And and so if anything, it was freeing to me hmm. in that respect, uh, because my attention needed to be on something a little bit more important. And that was my flesh and blood. Right. You know, right. I
0: mean, and I think when you when you have someone facing a, a chronic or a serious illness, you start really putting in perspective what does matter most. Yeah. You know the titles, the everything we do. But when you go through this experience, especially with the bond that you had with your mother, and the connection she had with the oncologist, um, you see how it could be, and and you turn around and really want to help change how healthcare is perceived, but also experienced.
1: Oh, absolutely, and and
0: the
1: and that's that, that's a critical point you just made the the healthcare experience. Um, I can't stress enough that there are beautiful stories taking place in healthcare. I saw it firsthand with my mother. I she would talk about one of the hospice nurses who would come in, and this was a very muscular woman. <laughs> she had to be. Um, I, I admired her. Uh she could flip my mother in that bed when she needed to and use the strength to do that. And at the same time, 20 minutes later, give her the most gentle massage to calm her nerves. And my mother would talk about things like this. And I realized that uh, these moments, that we weren't unique in that respect. This was happening all over the place in healthcare. I mean, that's something that healthcare should hold up and be proud of. But they're being undervalued or overlooked in a lot of cases, I believe, to promote the surface level credentials. I
0: totally agree. Right? It's just like – um, you know, with my years in hospice, you know, we we got in this pattern of, hey, this is what the nurse can do and this is what blah, 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 blah. Instead of asking, you know, what matters most because who cares about what the nurse can do? It's all do?
1: assumed. It's all assumed. I mean, it, we have too broad of a market and um, an educated patient population. They assume that you can deliver the skill set. What they want to know is do you have the heart? The bedside manner, are you trustworthy? Am I going to like you? Am I going to relate to you? This is the most intimate moment I've always said. We are asking, let's, let's face it. In healthcare, there are wonderful, beautiful moments. There are people that are compassionate and many of them got into it because they're empathetic souls. They wanted to take a gift that they were given and use it to help others. At the C-suite level, same case, but there are decisions being made. And they're business-related decisions. And patients are wise, and they get that. And if you're going to approach this as a business model, then let's kind of look at, at the terrain we face. And I, I've seen it as we're asking our consumers, our patient consumers. You've heard that horrible term, and it's used in, in, in boardrooms all over the, the U.S. The patient consumer is being asked to give us their most valuable asset, either their or our loved one's body, mind, time. Money, spirit, trust—the least we can do is give them something valuable back. Let them know who they're handing that over to. Tell them why we should be a part of their story.
0: Do you? Does does your organization personify health and bond marketing? Do you help also with helping organizations? I guess caring for those mm-hmm. serving. Um those at the ba- bedside. Absolutely. Because yeah. I think that's one thing that we've missed is that it takes a lot of energy and and in the leadership um hallways we don't feel the impact of that nurse or that CNA or that social worker at the bedside or the physician or the volunteer. Um, or the chaplain, but we we look at it as sometimes we forget to take care of the employees taking care of the absolutely.
1: Dying. Well, they're, they're I mean, if again from the business model standpoint, they are the brand. They're your brand ambassadors. Why would you not bring them to the forefront? And large organizations, large healthcare groups around the country are start you know they're doing this. You've got the Cleveland Clinic, the Mayo Clinics. They're seeing. The importance of telling that side of their story, uh, and and back to your question with personify health and bonsai marketing. Yes, I mean at the at the kind of core of all of this is the idea that we help these organizations discover, articulate, and share their humanity. Hmm. I, I see story. I mean, I, I, I'm a little creative here. And <laughs> there might be some eye rolls after this, but I do. I believe that people are stories. Hmm. I, I believe that. Each person has chapters in their life and and has has plots that, that are unfolding. There's dramatic, there's, um, there's all types of parts to this story. And I believe when you leave this world, it doesn't mean the story ends. I just think there's another bookshelf somewhere else where you start the sequel, right? Mm. And the story that you've written here then is told through generations down so that can live on. But at the end of the day, if you look at humanity as a story, because really that's what it is, then all we are doing as an organization is helping them articulate that humanity, helping right. them discover it and articulate in a way that makes the people they serve say, I want them to be a part of my
0: story. I think that's it's the connection. Yeah. It is the connection. Absolutely. So talk to me a little bit about how how individuals can contact you and your team to to help discover some of this humanity? Because I'll be honest with you. Sometimes when you're working in the everyday life, you don't see what's important and what's not in the message to tell versus the services that you deliver. And so I I think you provide a a unique viewpoint coming in as newbies. Mm -hmm. And you see the holes. So how do people get in touch with you to get your team involved with what they're doing?
1: Well, the, the, um, Easiest way would be to call my cell phone. I (laughs) gladly give out my cell phone. Um, And that is 910-540-5645. We also have our websites, obviously, at personifyhealth.com and bonsaimarketingonline.com, B-O-N-S-E-Y-E, online.com. Generally, when groups reach out to us, and we get all different types of groups, it's not just, you know, hospitals, we do a lot of practices, uh, a lot of nonprofit organizations that specialize in the healthcare space, or that's, that's where they're mainly based. It's usually through, uh, uh, you know, they found us online, or they've heard about us, or been referred to us. And at that point, then we'd like to go face to face, or at least huddle up over a call. And just kind of get to know them. I will say this: that I don't want to discredit or discount the the challenges that healthcare faces. I understand the regulatory landscape. Uh, we understand, uh, you know, the want and need to increase you know, patient volume, diversify payer mix. I get all that, and that is a consideration when we are trying to dig a little deeper into the story. So, uh, there's. There's a lot, a lot of this is a product of circumstance, I, and I don't think, but I don't think, I, I do not think that you you know you throw the baby out with the bathwater.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I've seen that it can be done in a way that considers those factors, but also doesn't completely remove the relational connection that healthcare has to get back to. It has, it, as an industry, the stigma starts with that is that we're just numbers in a system, and it's 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 look. it it's being seen as a consumer model and that's scary because we need healthcare
0: right, you know we're we we're held
1: hostage by our you know by our need of healthcare and and when you are being forced to accept something that doesn't make you feel comfortable it's a downward slope and we got to turn that around
0: absolutely and you know as i grow older so for some reason and i know this might seem silly but i'm 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 really concerned about my legacy. Have I done enough or did I impact someone's life? Did I make a difference and really that's what you're talking about mm-hmm. um personify health is not only your legacy but your mother's who faced a serious illness um had a had if you could have a a, a good experience and you can um so talk to me a little bit about how you see yourself playing a huge role in your mother's legacy.
1: Yeah, and, and this to me is the most important part of all of this that we're discussing right now. And if you don't mind, I get a little bit intimate here and you sure. you can cut me off if it gets it gets a little too personal. But my mother, during the final two weeks, I was going out to my parents' house quite a bit. I was fortunate enough they live in the same town as as myself, and my, my wife and my kids and my family. Um, and as you know, Kimberly, because you worked in hospice and you've seen this and, and your listeners, I'm sure, have experienced similar situations. When someone is close to dying, the words begin to go away. Now, I and and I didn't know that. All right. This was my first experience. We, we have spoken about this before in my life as a child. When I lost grandparents, they protected us. The parents protected us. And you went in um, when they were still fairly well you know Mm -hmm. um they never brought you in those final moments i was um at my mother's bedside when she took her final breath with my father and um that was something i'll never forget but to get back to those final two weeks we were as you'd say in the publishing world and my mother taught me we were on a on a tight deadline (laughs) right and uh i say that jokingly uh She still critiques me from beyond. I can still hear her, you know, when I sit down at my laptop to write or to tell the story, I could still hear her. She taught me everything I know. So, that was a gift she gave me. But we knew we were running out of time. And my mother taught me in that moment, and also prior to that moment, but I realized in that moment, that there is a currency in words. And when you only have a few left, they damn well better mean something. Mm -hmm. Um. So the things that she said to me in those moments uh, were more valuable than any other thing that could have happened at that time. So what she left me with in terms of needing to write, and she said verbatim, she said there's going to be times where something happens and you just need to write about it. You just need to write it down. You're not going to know why, but you need to write it. Um, That was one of the greatest lessons she had ever given to me. And, And... that ties back into the question of the legacy every day just about every day i get people i don't know coming up to me in our community yeah it's a little old wilmington mm-hmm. with a big impact that my mother left mm-hmm. on them and the realization that her story carries on that way is empowering to me um if if, if i got anything from that experience it was it was that that your story the words have meaning, they, they have sentiment, and that your story continues with how those words were presented and so forth to others.
0: Is that why you're so passionate and personal and genuine when it comes to going into businesses and helping them craft a message and making it about connection?
1: Yeah, I believe there's good there. I believe there's something there that's that's bigger and deeper and more meaningful than a product or a service or a skill set there has to there has to be Mm -hmm. there's no CEO director that can sit there and tell me that all they want to do day in day out is push push product push service push service lines push niches but they I guess they could I mean you could I guess they could but I don't know how much how fulfilling that is and quite frankly, I don't know a shelf life on something like that because yeah. I think people eventually get sick of the hard sell and they want humanity. They want real. Um, my you know, Again, my mother taught me that. I might not have understood that as a younger man. I think her being there with her by her side and watching the words slowly start to slip away in the actions. You know, something is, is memorable that's burned into my mind is her hand on my face mm. and just three words four words coming out with that was a hell of a lot more, um, influential to me than conversations we might've had, Mm. you know, a year earlier at Sunday dinner over spaghetti and meatballs, the stereotypical Italian family, but that's what we would do. Um, I think I learned that don't, that words when spoken with sincerity and sentiment are so much more valuable than we probably give them credit for.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, you know, you've, in the last year, have helped me so much. You've been helping me finish this book. um, And I can personally testify that it has all been on a personal level. Uh, I I don't think anyone can meet you and not become your new best friend. That's how you. Wow, I'm
1: blushing. You can't (laughs) see, but (laughs) i
0: But I mean, that's how you make people feel. Thank you. And and taking the time and supporting me in the midst of everything you're doing, um, I feel your mother every time I talk to you. You're awesome. Um, and I just I, I just encourage anyone, if you are a hospital or a healthcare organization or just an agency looking to tell a story, I would really encourage you to call Steve at Bonsai Marketing or Person- Personify Health and, and really get in touch with him. And your website's... Re- repeat those one more time so
1: yeah so personify health uh we're actually in a rebuild but the, the current site is is there it's um personifyhealth.com well,
0: that's easy. yeah man, it's however. an easy
1: one right um and then Eye is a little trickier because people most people spell it like the tree but the bond is actually spelled like our last our family's last name so it's b-o-n-s-e-y-e online.com and kimberly i want to tell you that we've known each other now for a couple years i think we've we're running in the same circles right. and two fellow uh, ambitious creatives. And every time I've talked to you, I've got to say, you've become a main character in my story. It's, oh, it's been wow. awesome to see what you've done with your 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 brand, your story, your life. It's just I'm, I'm very honored to be here.
0: Thank you. Well, it's, uh, you know, when you meet people, and it tends to be a mirror. Yeah. Uh, and it just is like, like I, don't, I don't, we don't talk every day, but when I talk, when I come to see you or I see you, it's like, man, I just felt like we pick up. because exactly. I pick right back up. It, yeah, awesome. And that's, that's really what's special about uh, yeah. our relationship. And I really do encourage people to touch, um, get in touch with you about Bonsai and Personify help because I'm getting in touch with you guys and we're going to be working together I on some few, future yeah. projects, especially with my book. And um, I'm just really fortunate. Thanks for coming here and Thank you for you, having me. Yeah, this is it's, great. It's wonderful.
1: I love it. Thank you so much.
0: Thanks for joining us today. And remember, you're the designer.